Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. Austin Linney here. I have the coolest and the most vibe CEO in the business, Mr. Mark Simpson. How are you doing, my brother? I'm really good. Thank you. Very, very good, actually. Very excited to be part of this. Thank you for having me on. Oh, man, I'm so pumped. Guys, before we get started, I want to thank um, Dream Chasers Podcast for sponsoring the podcast. So, Mark does a couple different things, but we are very familiar with each other because you run a straight booking website for vacation rentals. That's your main business. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very, very important topic because I must get asked by clients about six times a week, how much Airbnb, home away, all those things take that. So what I'd like to do with my guest is you start your story where you want to, and then we'll get rolling from there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So yeah, thank you very much. So yeah, a website does take up a large part of of, uh, of, of what we do now on a day to day. I come from uh, a big hospitality background. So uh, I actually live in Spain now, but I grew up in, in the UK um, from a very, very little t- tiny town called Scarborough, uh, as you can tell by my weird accent. Um, so I grew up actually in a, a farm bed and breakfast. It's a 200 acre farm stay bed and breakfast. It's a six generation farm. Uh, and my parents um, had the foresight of changing it from a farm into a bed and breakfast in the 90s when the last sort of crisis <laughs> happened in, in the UK, which was the foot and mouth crisis. And um, loads of farms were going out of business and they very quickly adapted their business model, the pivot. There's so many people have talked about the last year. Um, but I, I grew up basically having strangers in my house all the time. It was a weird feeling. You know, there's always somebody in my kitchen. And uh, that little tiny little farm stay bed and breakfast, it was one of the first of its kind to start doing the farm stay. I, now everybody does it all over the world. It's really, really popular. But they were one of the first in, in the UK, definitely in the area. And because they were the first, it got really popular. Now, back then, they didn't have the luxuries we do today in advertising. There was no social media, no booking.com, no Airbnb. It was literally newspaper ads, magazine ads, and word of mouth. That, that was it. But it was really popular. The four-bed B&B quickly grew to 14 bedrooms, uh, and they also opened the tea rooms. And you know, it got even more and more popular, more, more well-known. And, and I'm growing up in all of this. I'm like uh, doing breakfast before going to school to earn some pocket money. I'm changing rooms at the weekend. And and um it, it was it was a it was it was an amazing place to grow up because there was always somebody there in the summer. I already was like people to play with who were coming from out of town. Uh, but anybody my age, we all had the same goal growing up in a tiny little town in a village. We all wanted to escape. So my passion is soccer. I'm a massive Liverpool football fan. Um, I always wanted to be a player. I'm just not very good at playing football. That's my problem. So I I started doing coaching. And when I did the coaching, I was really good at it. I could do it. Uh, Youth development, loved it, got my badges, and then got an opportunity to go to America. So from 2002 to 2008, I'd spend five months in America, seven months back in in the UK. And I, I got the travel bug. I pretty much went to every state. Loved it, had an amazing time. And then um, 
in 2006, 2007, my buddy got out of uni and he said, do you want to go traveling? I was like, yes, I want to go traveling. So we booked a one-way ticket to Bangkok and then we got to Australia and to earn money, I did what I knew best and that was hospitality. Fell back into doing bars and hotels and, and all of those things. And then a couple more years of traveling, 2009, me and my same buddy that I've known since I was the age of three, we're sat in a little pub in, in, in Scarborough and we're like, well, what's next? And so we did what anybody else would do and we moved down to London. Didn't have a clue what we're doing, proper Dick Whittington, backpack on my back, went down to London. And that's when I fell into sales and marketing, which is really key to this story because I ended up working for Yelp the big, big, big review website that's still around to this day, I believe. But uh, at that job, I learned everything about sales, but mostly marketing. And social media was really starting to boom at this time. So Facebook and, and Twitter were big and Instagram was coming on the scenes and you know, booking.com was getting real popular in, in the sort of hospitality world uh, over in the UK. Expedia was massive. Airbnb was just starting to, to find their feet and come up to the UK as well. And in 2013, I had a wife and, and uh, we just had our firstborn uh, who was uh, two at the time and he's, he's now eight. And, and, and basically my, my, um, my parents had been running the business for 25 years at this point, still going strong. And I'm one of four. And they asked me and my wife to move back to the business to help get it online because they were struggling. Everything was still pen and paper. <laughs> there was no property management portfolios or anything like that. It was all pen and paper. So we saw it as a fantastic opportunity. We went back, worked full time. And my role was to take those marketing skills and put it into the farm, which is what we did. You know, we, we created a website. Um, we got them on all the listing sites. We created social media portfolios. And it was it was done at the right time. The, the timing couldn't have been better because everybody was still slowly in that area getting on to, to social medias. But we were one of the first. Because we we're one of the first, we grew so much so quickly uh, we had the most followed Facebook page in our area. We grew to the top free rated TripAdvisor uh, in, in the whole of the county, which was which was really big. Seeing it, we were still a tiny town in a tiny farm in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And um, it got to 2016, 2017, and there were other hosts in the area who were uh, aware of what I was doing and what we were doing, and they would invite me to go to their tourism meetings. So my camera goes a bit foggy there. Uh, so at these meetings, um, I was just there just observing and just sort of figuring what they're talking about. And everybody was complaining about booking.com and about how, you know, they didn't feel any control over these bookings and, 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 and all of the things. And I was just asking them, well, what are you doing to actually get your own bookings? And everybody just looked at me with a blank expression. And so I, 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 you know, I just a light bulb moment went off. Really, I went and did a bit of research, found out that nobody was helping hosts in in my area when it comes to marketing, website design uh, that was specialized in hospitality. And you know, I, I started to, to to look around, and there was just nothing there. So I thought, well, you know, if no one's going to do it, then I'll do it. And you know, uh, it started on that. I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community. I started working one on one with a few hosts in the area. And the Facebook group really took off. We had people, it was meant to be just Scarborough and Whitby, a very localized area from where I was. But we had people coming in from America, we had people coming in from Germany, from France, from other areas of the UK, Bali, Philippines, Australia. They were finding the group and joining because the whole core of the group was learning marketing tactics, 
how to have a good website that will get you your own bookings where you don't have to pay commission fees, don't have to rely on somebody else, build your house on someone else's land is something I've been saying for ages. You do not do that. And, and all I've been doing the last four years is just keep saying the same things and just more and more people have been attracted to it. And more and more people now are in the direct booking mode. And it's amazing to see this, this little movement, this little thing has, has grown so big. Um, Boostly now has got over a thousand clients all over the world. Um, the, the website design business that, that we mentioned right at the start has got 450 Boostly websites are now live around the world, which is insane. We're, we're, about, to, we're about to get close to 500. And my goal if between now and 2040 is to help 1 million hosts increase their direct bookings, cut down on their over-reliance on, on these big Airbnb or booking.com and just, um, yeah, make more money, get more control. And and and, that, and that's the plan. And it's a pretty big goal. And we're just sort of steadily going towards it every day, every month, every year, every podcast. No, and I love it. And this is a conversation that doesn't get talked about enough. There's so much there. There's so many aspects of Airbnb or just vacation rentals in general that people don't understand at all, right? Like, like if you look on the surface, like Florida has been doing this shit for fucking a hundred years, you know, 60 years. So what happened with Airbnb when they came in the space is they, they became synonymous with the booking, right? The reach, but what people don't actually understand is that booking.com is like 10 times the size of Airbnb. Nobody knows this. Yeah. And hotels.com and booking.com make 12 billion a year and Airbnb only makes 3 billion a year. Like they don't understand Airbnb is just an America. I mean, yes, it's done everywhere, but we yeah. need to, and I'm with you hundred percent. And, and and when people hear that, they're like, geez, we didn't know that. Like, because we're, you know, Americans are so in their own little world. Um, but it's it's not just a, it's not just America, right? There's people all over the world don't don't realize like how big these companies are. Like for example, Booking.com, uh, the the Booking Holidays Group, and the group owns so many sub like sub um, mm-hmm. companies, and, and the Expedia Group, they are one of the top ten spenders in the world on ad spend, and that's not just hospitality; that's everything, including Coca Cola, all those big massive brands. So they are massive, and they spend a hell of a lot of money making sure that. When uh, you or anybody who's looking to book a holiday, a vacation, even just like a work away, they they you go to their app. You know what I mean. You go through 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 them, and you know it's um, they're, they're very very clever in what they do, and and they have convinced the world and the, and the, and the, and the public that by booking through their platform, you get the best rates, the best discounts, the best. Um, the best cancellation policies, the best incentives, and it's not yeah. the case. It's literally. No. And it, it's funny, this is a perfect conversation to have with you right now. This morning, so we decided yesterday for my girlfriend's birthday, we're going to Costa Rica next week. So I'm going to work from Costa Rica for eight days. My coach lives down there. I have a friend who owns a bunch of Airbnbs along the beach. So we're going to go stay with them. I'm going to work there. I've been to Costa Rica four times. Every time I go and I book an, uh, a car rental on hotwire.com, it's a fucking nightmare, right? And so I called Hertz myself because I said Hertz is a company I know I want to talk to somebody right now and I want to handle this out and so kind of the concept of your company is that exact thing is is you want to be in control so what aspects of let's say we're talking to vacation rental people that own a couple properties right now what can you offer them from their website right that that can be offered if they're on a platform like Airbnb and and HomeAway oh yeah well the, the the most simplest thing 
that anybody can do right now, but nobody, nobody does this. And it's the most simplest hack, the most simplest thing that you could do in minutes that will have a massive bump in your revenue on a, on a year-on-year basis. And what it is, is number one, your checking time is your checking time. One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, whatever it is, whether you're doing the clean, you've got a cleaning team in there. So what I want for you to do is pick your cleaning time and your checking time, sorry. Let's just say it's one o'clock for this, for this argument and this scenario. You're going to keep your checking time at 1 p.m. And you're going to keep it for anybody who books directly with you at 1 p.m. But what you're going to do is you're going to go onto all of your OTAs and you're going to go into any third party and you're going to change that checking time to 4 p.m. Right. Yeah. So what you're going to then do every time a booking comes in and um, you've got a, a, a PMP, so a property management platform, um, could be hostfully, could be there's, there's thousands of them, whoever that may be. So when when that booking comes in, an email automatically shoots out to the guest who has booked this day. OK, and you can uh, custom this template. And this is a template that I've used. For years and years and years and years, we we coined this, we phrased this, we created this, and now I teach other people how to do it. And this template simply reads, so it'd be, and just let's do the Costa Rica example. Uh, so, hey, Austin, uh, really excited to have you come and, and stay with us. Um, really important that you read this email because it gives you all the information about your stay and your check-in time. So instantly, that, that first f- phrase makes you want to read more. And the first thing that you put is check-in time. So it's, if you have booked with us directly in brackets, website, email, phone call, your check-in time is 1 p.m. If you have booked with us via a third party and you can call them out, i.e. Airbnb, booking.com, Expedia, your check-in time is 4 p.m. If you would like to discuss any part of your stay, please call me, WhatsApp me directly on insert your cell, WhatsApp, whatever. And what this does and especially if you're going to a place that you have to fly to or you have to drive more than three or four hours to. The last thing that you want to do if you get there early is have to hang around for it to check in. You do not <laughs> want to, especially if you've got kids, you know, you've got kids, you know what I mean? So psychologically, yeah, yeah. psychologically you're looking at that email going, hang on a second. So what happens is, and this doesn't happen 100% of the time, you know, let's just say for averages, for our sake, maybe six every 10, still a high percentage, but let's just go with it. So what happens is, is they call you and they say, hey, Mark, um, got your email. I'm really excited. Um, what's this thing about early checking? I, did, I didn't know about this book direct. And they go, yeah, absolutely sure. You, you're more than welcome to. Um, tell you what, what we can do, I'm more than happy to honor it for you. Um, can you just please confirm your email address? And if anybody's ever worked with any OTA, you know that they do not give you the real email. They give you a masked email, all right? So you get their real email, data, power. That's the first thing. Number two, you ask them to confirm their credit card details. So again, you get in the full credit card details, easily done. And then you say, right, that's super simple. All I need you to do, because I can't do it for you because I I haven't made the booking. You have to go and cancel your booking yourself, log into your platform and cancel it. There'll be no fee. And we can talk about fees and stuff later, but there's no fee. Uh, And then as soon as I get that cancellation, 
I'll just input your details in and, and you'll book direct and you'll get a, a new confirmation email from me. Now, to the, to the guest, it all seems normal and straightforward. To you, because you know how the system works, you know that you cannot cancel that booking because your algorithm will take a massive dive. If you've got Superhost, it's one of the easiest ways to lose your status. But because it's the guest canceling it, and bearing in mind, 36% of all OTA bookings cancel. So it's a it, it, the algorithms just treat you like, like normal. But for you, you then get to book it back directly, no commission to pay. The guest wins because they get the earlier check-in and the OTA are none the wiser. So it's a win-win-win scenario. You can do that literally in five minutes. You can change the template and all of all of the things I've just spoken about, it takes you five minutes. Before anybody comes at me in the comments or comes at me in, in the chats on Instagram later in the direct messages, it is absolutely above board. In the T's and C's that the OTAs have, which are about to get ripped up and redone, by the way, they say that you have to have the same rate everywhere, the best rate everywhere. They do not mention one iota about incentives. And if you want a prime example, go onto the Marriott website, go onto the Hilton website, go onto any of these big boys' websites and look at what their marketing spiel is. When you book directly with them and you join their rewards program, you get free Wi-Fi, early check-in, late checkout. They're doing it and they're all on these OTAs. So it's absolutely fine. It's above board. It's just a case of tapping into the, to the psychological aspect of, of, of your guest. And it, it works really well. And again, little changes like that can be five, six-figure bump in your income. 100%. Blown away. I love it so much because at the end of the day, half this game, especially because this is what I do for a living as far as like with my coaching and everything, half of this game is a psychology, like one of my favorite topics right now, I'm obsessed, like obsessed uh, with behavioral investing and spending. Okay. I'm reading a book called Behavior Investor. You really have to understand, these big companies do, you really have to understand the 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 way a consumer you know, buys and spends and stuff and that you have to put that into your business. And that's why working with somebody like Mark and their company that has already done this work for you really allows you to um, expand your business. Are there any other hacks that you have or, or tips that you use success for people? Well, that's that, that is one. The, the other main one and the reason why um, nobody ever increases their direct bookings is because they don't talk about it. You know, my goal, the, the reason why I've set this big goal to help 1 million people by 2040 isn't for a financial goal for me. It's basically the, the reason being is that I, my ultimate goal is to get the OTAs to drop their commission rate down to 10%. I think 10% is fair. I think the mm -hmm. 15, 16, 17, 20% is unfair. I also want them to give us more power as in get the email back, get more data. And I also want them to treat us more like partners, which is what they so-called call as partners, which they don't do at the moment. And the only way that we're going to do this is if we do it at a mass scale. Now, I could have sat on my Granary Facebook page uh, and just shouted from that one solo page about the powers of Book Direct, but it would have made one iota. Instead, if I can influence and help one million hosts figure out these direct booking tactics and they can implement it into their business. And then they can tell their guests and say, say an average host is maybe a thousand, thousand guests over like a two or three year span. Then they will then get educated. They will then tell their friends. And then this is how it all works. You know, if anybody's watched social dilemma on Netflix, they know that this is how it all filters down and works. And if we can do it at a mass scale, if we can get, you know, a 1 million, 2 million, 10 million people all know and learn in the power of, of book direct, then this is when the OTAs, 
their shareholder meetings, they'll be going, hang on a second. We've got to do something about this. And then this is where we'll get a foot at the table. And it is already having an effect. I've been talking about this for four years. Last year, the stats came out that direct booking, the direct booking channels was up 25% from the year prior, which is bigger than what booking.com and the other big OTAs were combined on, on their booking levels. Now, there is a massive context to that. With the pandemic, so many of the OTAs automatically had to close out their calendars. Uh, so if anybody went onto booking.com thinking I want to book a stay for whatever reason, everything will have been closed out. Depends on where you are in the world. So the natural next step for them is to then go back to Google and maybe find a place on the Google map, the Google map app as, as we're talking about, or maybe even go and find somebody else's website. So that was a massive uplift and a benefit to us as the host. So the, the main thing that I say to everybody to answer your question is you've got to educate your guests. You've got to explain to them the benefits of booking direct. And if you're going to do that hack I mentioned before, put it on your website, put it on your homepage. You know, if you haven't got a website, get one, first and foremost. Even if you don't come to Boostly, even if you don't come to Boostly websites and have a chat with us, even if you do it, do it yourself, just get a website. That's the most important thing because... We, you know, every business nowadays needs to have a website in some way, shape or form. And the problem is, is that so many people have got maybe one, two, three, four uh, listings and units on Airbnb, and they just literally re rely solely on Airbnb to, 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 to bring in their income, bring in their profits. Now, the problem with this, and I do want to add the context because somebody might now will be thinking, well, hang on, this guy is massive anti-OTA. I'm not, you know, I'm not a hypocrite. I do list all of my um, our family business on all of the OTAs. And I do that for one reason is that I make them work for me, not the other way around. You, you would be stupid to not be listed on all of these channels because of the sheer fact of the amount of money that they pay every single year to be at the top spot. And they're there, you're right. What what you're saying? These big companies hire teams upon teams of people for every single step of the booking process on their website. They spend millions in research and customer trends. So you know you have to take advantage of it. But the thing is, is that I never rely on any of those platforms for my for my bookings. Now it's really simple and it's really easy to fall into this trap because there is no other profession, industry out there that you can start a business, you can list that business on another website and you are pretty much guaranteed as long as you've got your photos and your copyright to get income. You know, there's website design. When I started doing website design, there was no other website I could go to list my services where I was guaranteed to get bookings and money and revenue coming in. Now, the, the benefit of that is that, yes, you can get bookings, but the, the downfall of that is that we get lazy, you get lazy. And when you get lazy, you over-rely. And when you over-rely on one platform, one stream of income, and 2020 should have taught you more than anybody else, is that literally like that, Airbnb can come in and take away all of your bookings, all of your income. Mm -hmm. And this is why Boostly last year grew 200%. Is because after the Thanos snap in, in, 2000, in March 2020, so many hosts, and it's mostly Americans, who absolutely love Airbnb because it's, you know, it's an American thing and it was done in San Francisco and da-da-da-da-da, they then give themselves a little bit of a headshake and goes, I can't do this again. I cannot have this happen again. So I'm going to have to go multi-channel. I'm going to have to get my own direct booking website. And this is the most important thing. This is why we say it. So the, the best hack to do, if you're going to have a website on the homepage of it, have a little section that just says that this is what you get when you book direct early check-in, you know, free Wi-Fi, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, mm -hmm. but make sure you talk about it and educate your guests. Because if you do it well, 
if a guest books with you via an OTA, and if they ever rebook via an OTA again, then you failed. You know, you have to always make sure if that same guest books with you again, they always book direct. And that is literally what I've been teaching. So I said I was going to be calm on this trip, on this call, but I know where we were going to go. So I'm going to get fired up. Guys, I've been screaming this from the rooftops forever. If you think Airbnb gives a fuck about you, you are out of your fucking mind. I have dealt with this at scale. They always placate the guest. I have been screwed over so many times. My brother-in-law lost $60,000 within two hours for, because of COVID. Um, they changed the rules just like that. So what he's telling you is so true. Because you use these platforms as a tool, same way in the behavioral investing. If you are too relied on one platform and you're not spread across multiple avenues or collecting what I think is a new currency in this world, which is data, right? Because they have programs out there, smart BNB, so on and such, where you can find out where a majority of your guests are booking from, and then you can retarget those audiences with marketing. Now, here's what I do want to ask you, because this is the number one thing I cannot answer. I have no answer for it, and I don't fucking understand it. We have tried about 30 different ways and about 40 different hosts to market their listings on Instagram or something, and nothing works. So I'm curious your thoughts on what's the best way to go about this, because I can't find the answer. Yeah, well, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's one that I would say so many people have. And I'm currently writing my very first book and it's called The Book Direct Playbook. And it's an idea and it's been in my head for about, what, 10 years now. And uh, I've always wanted to write it and I've never had the confidence or the timing to do it. And I've just been on a course and it's given me the confidence to go. And what I'm doing and the, the reason why it's called a playbook is I'm a big sports fan, as, as, as you know. And I want this book to be, let me grab it. This is my all-time favorite book, Tools of Titan. Tools of Titan mm -hmm. by, by Tim Ferriss. This is my- And I got this yesterday. There you go. That's the Boostly mug. That's a thank you for, for uh, being part of the, the clubhouse room that we did a while back. We're going to be doing another one. But yep. this book is like my, my all-time. And this is a book that you do not read cover to cover. This is the one where you go in, you find uh, a, a guest that he's interviewed on his podcast. You go in, you read the chapter, you go find another one. And this is the same thing with what I'm doing is what I want to do is it's going to be packed with 10 chapters. And every single chapter has got a part of um, the direct booking process and how to increase your, your, your own bookings. And one of the chapters, and we've got email marketing, property management software, systems and structures, you name it. One of them is social media. And social media, and I started off the chapter because I'm writing it today. And I said, out of all the, the things that uh, is associated with me, and I asked my, my team Boostly members, I said, what, what is the one thing that you associate most with me is social media. And it's surprising because, you know, I think there's other things that maybe website or whatever, but social media, because this is where I have um, mastered over the years, mastered not only for the family business, but for Boostly as well. And there are so many things that you can do, and there are so many different ways uh, of, of doing it. But the number one way that I see business owners and especially hospitality owners is, is that when they go onto social media, they are doing the, the core mistake that so many people make is that they go on to sell when the clue is in the name, social media, social. I don't open my phone and I don't go on to Facebook to buy something. It's not Amazon. 
So don't treat it like Amazon. You've got to treat it to document your day-to-day. There's a lady called Dina Steele. Um, uh, She is part of, um, uh, I was doing a podcast and she was part of it. And she's a really good example. Somebody in the US who has flipped how she uses Instagram, social media for her business. Um, And please message me on Instagram at Boosley UK and I'll send the link to it because I can't remember the, the page off by hand. But she's a prime example of somebody now who uses Instagram to document the day to day. Let's people in behind the curtains, uses Instagram stories. She just literally had a flood in one of her units and she documented this. And it's 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 infotainment. So you are given a sneak peek behind the curtains into your business and people go on social media not to buy. They go on to check in. So they go into stock. They go into escape their own reality. They go to check in with friends and family, especially at times like now where lockdowns are happening. They can't physically feel and touch people. So they consume it with social media and they go on to have a conversation. They go in to have a rant. They go in to see what's what's happening and what's doing. And if you go onto social media and the post that you put out, and, and please bear in mind is that the algorithms are set up for you to fail. Facebook, when you hit that post button on your business page, 0.8% of your followers will see your post. They do that mainly because Facebook is free for the billions of people that use it. They charge the businesses. That's how they make their money. And again, if anybody's watched Social Dilemma on Facebook, they know and you know that the longer they get someone to stay on an app, then the more money they make for advertisers. And that means is that if I'm scrolling down on Facebook and all of I'm seeing is buy this, buy this, buy this, sell, 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 I'm going to go, see you later, what's happening in LinkedIn. I'm going to go straight to their competitors. So what Facebook will show you, what Instagram will show you, because it is Facebook-owned company, is posts that they think you want to see. And again, if you come in and if you do a video doing a maybe a walkthrough of one of your properties or you're sort of explaining a story or you're sharing a story of a guest, a live video of maybe a guest testimonial, live video when they're at one of your units or, you know, even doing a Zoom call like this. How cool would that be if you were a, a host and you had a Zoom conversation with one of your guests and you were just chatting about a stay and people are joining in on a conversation? Someone will stick around to watch that. Mm-hmm. And Facebook... Instagram, SEO, Airbnb, Booking.com, they all work on an algorithm. They all work on SEO. And the simplest way to get higher in the rankings, the simplest way to get more people seeing your shit is that if you can get someone to stick around on your listing, your website, your Facebook page, your Instagram page longer, call it sticky content, then Facebook, Instagram, Google, all these big companies will go, you know what, this page this is actually all right. We're going to give it and we're going to present it to more people so more people can see it. Mm-hmm. The problem is with so, 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 so many people is that they use social media to sell first and then do all the other stuff later. If you flip that mindset and go, let's go 80% social with a smittering of selling, yeah. then it's, 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 it's how to work it. And that's just one way. There's, there's a couple of other ways we can delve into, but that's just definitely one way of, of how to look at it. I'm a, I'm a tweaker, like with my everything, like even when we message the guests, I mess with it just to kind of understand the comment. When I, my podcast came out, I was posting hundred percent on my personal page, my podcast, my followers and views went down almost uh, 40, you know, 75%. And then I said, well, what if I went back to my personal? Well, I went back to my personal and my follows and my views went back up 75%. Mm, yeah. Well, I, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there's a reason because your personal profile, your personal page gets about an eight to 10% uh, bump on what your, um, like your, 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 your business will. Because again, but I mean, the, the, the sneak, you know, Facebook and Instagram is that if you talk too much about your business and your personal, then they can shut you down because they obviously don't want you to do that. They want mm-hmm. you to talk business on your business because then you have to pay to play. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a balancing act. And, you know, um, I always say, do not build your house on someone else's land. And, you know, that is as true to social media is, is that as true to relying on, a, on an OTA. You know, I, I'm speaking from total personal experience, December 22nd, 2020, um, I was going to log off from my personal Facebook just for the Christmas break. I posted in three groups, just, hey guys, Merry Christmas. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Just going to take a break. Posted the same post once, twice, third time, my account got locked out. It said there's been a suspicious activity on this on, on your account. We're just we're just gonna basically lock it out. I had to upload my picture for proof and it stayed locked. And it stayed locked. And normally 24 hours they get, they let you back in. It was locked for 10 days, 20 days, it got to 30 days, and they permanently deleted it. They permanently deleted it. 16 years of a personal Facebook account just gone. Now, luckily. I had preempted this because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, with what I do, I do like to mess around and I do like to test boundaries and I do like to mess with Facebook as much as possible. And over the years, I have tried different tactics and techniques to get seen, spamming groups, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, my, 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 my personal profile was definitely on the watch list, so to speak. But I had put an, into plan a year ago, if that was to happen, then um, to make sure that my business Boostly would not suffer because a lot of my business does come from Facebook. I, you know, hundred percent, a lot of it does come from it, but what I did, and this is what everybody should be doing. And you've already mentioned it is data. It's data. It's email. You've got to be growing your own email database as soon as possible. There's two lanes, the slow lane, and there's the fast lane. The slow lane is basically somebody sees your post on Facebook. Somebody arrives on your website, maybe sees your listing on an OTA. The fast lane is email marketing. And the reason being email marketing is is the fast lane to get into the destination. The destination is the booking is because when they read your post on social media, there's so much noise. Facebook is saying, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Instagram's going, look at this, look at this, look at this. Next post, next post, next post. And if you're on YouTube or even if you're on booking.com or Airbnb, when you're on your listing on Airbnb, Airbnb are also going, oh, but check out this property, check out this property. This one's a super host, check out this. There's so much noise. But with an email, as soon as somebody opens that email, and as long as you've written a good email, you've got one-on-one communication, one-on-one dialect. There's no noise. You've literally got that span. And as long as you've not sent a spammy, salesy email with a template all over the place, like it looks like a magazine cover gone wrong, as long as you've done a a nice email that's well-written in just look like me writing to you one-on-one, that is why email has always been, is right now, and will always be the best form of marketing. And the best thing about it, it's free. It doesn't cost a penny. But again, so many people don't do it because they associate it with their inbox. And if you go in your inbox now, and I've just been in my inbox before we jumped on this podcast, sell, 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 shit, 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 scummy, 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 scam, scam, scam. Yeah. But that's what they associate with it. But if you flip your mindset and you do it well, and I know people who do it really well, and I've just been teaching this to my guys, my Boostly Academy members recently, and we've, we've done something amazing where we blocked off our calendar from June to December this year, we blocked off our calendars to the OTAs. So we went into our PMP, we blocked off the calendar from June to December. And what we did 
is we emailed our list to say, hey, we are, you know, are you fed up with lockdown? We are, you know, we're, we're pissed off of it. We're really annoyed. We are so looking forward to seeing you. And I know that you're looking forward to seeing us. So what we've done is we've opened up our calendar from June to December. Now, the only way that you can book with us, Austin, is if you book directly on our website or if you give us a call or email. You cannot book via any third party. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Because we did it in January and because January is known as the planning stage, the 6th of January, for whatever reason, is peak booking season because people wake up in the new year, they've shaken off the hangover, they've shaken off the Christmas food that they've eaten, and then they go, right, where are we going on holiday this year? Where are we going on that vacation? What are we doing? 6th of January, I don't know what it is, is that time, that's peak booking time. Because we sent it out tactically around then and we said that, nobody went to an OTA because they couldn't because all the dates were closed off. They calls, emails, and my, my Boostly Academy members Facebook group is just every single post because we do win Wednesday. So hashtag wins are flying in all over the place. Direct booking, direct booking, email inquiries because of that. So yeah, there's definitely ways and means on how you can do this. So damn smart. So damn smart. Before we talk about the last kind of subject I want to think, what do you think I want to, I want to really provide as much value as possible for somebody that has no idea. Like they just run a couple properties on Airbnb or home away. They have never thought about getting a website. Give a bracket. I know it's different for cost. What do they need to do? What's the first step? Well, the, the, the first and most important step that everybody should do is um, if you haven't done so already, you need to get it what's called a PMS or a PMP, depending on, on, on who you talk to. And that's basically property management software, property management platform. And that is what will run your business in the back end. Now, this is what connects to Airbnb, Verbo, HomeAway, Booking.com, and this powers everything. And what this will all also do is give you an online booking engine which is where a guest can come onto your said website and make a booking direct, which is so important. And so many people still don't have this. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me, but you need to have to get it done. Now, if you want to, because there are a thousand different PMS providers, it's crazy. If you want to get a list of the best ones, make a note of this, this website. Cause I, I created a blog uh, two years ago. I created a blog because so many people were asking me, who do I recommend? And I just interviewed a hundred hosts pros and cons of them all. So the blog, you can go to boostly, B-O-O-S-T-O-Y.co.uk forward slash P-M for mother, S for sugar. Go there and just find one and get one. They start from zero to like $30 a month and it goes all the way up to big money, but you don't need it. If you're just going to start off, get the one that's free or the one that's very low yeah. cost. Really super, host, super host tools, five bucks a property is all yeah. you need to get started. Yeah. It's so, 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 so. Simple. Change so, your life. When yes, I, when yes. I had that, when yeah. I joined my mastermind and I did that, I was like, oh dude, I can do like 50 properties now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, it, it, it's, it's basically will become the place that you go to every single day because that'll be where you check guest, guest check-ins and, and you share. It's so literally it's the most important part. Then once you've got that, then you get a website. Now you, the, 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 the most common mistake that so many people make here is that the, these PMS companies are clever. They know that the website is the last thing that you want to be thinking about. So what they do 
is they offer free websites as part as you join in their program. And I'm not going to call out any individual PMS on this because they all do it. The problem with those websites is that they are shite. They are just glorified landing pages. They do diddly squat for Google ranking or anything. You've got no power. You've got no customization. You can't add any cool tools or anything because it's free. You know, if you, if, you, if you pay with peanuts, you get monkeys. You know what I mean? So what you need to do is you need to get a WordPress website. And it's really important when I say WordPress because there are other providers, Wix and Squarespace. Now, the problem with a WordPress website is that when you buy uh, a theme, what's called a theme on there, you, you sign up to the CMS, you put your login details and you get a theme, you get all excited, you load it up, you're in the back end. You feel like you have to have a degree in coding just to be able to use it, you know? And this is, this is where Wix and Squarespace were founded. The, 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 the founders of these companies, and you can go and check out their stories on Masters of Scale and how I built this. They literally, he, was, he basically said, the reason why we created Squarespace is that WordPress were fucking up and they were making it so hard for small business owners to get online. And the, so my issue with all of this is that if you go on Wix or Squarespace, you might as well just have a free website with, with the PMS because they do diddly squat. There's no power, don't have any customization. Google don't look at it like they look at WordPress website. 62% of all websites in the world are on WordPress. Success leaves clues. Get a WordPress website, right? So um, this is why I created Boosty website. And this is no work by means a sales pitch. But in 2018, we had uh, four posts come in my free Facebook group, the hospitality community. And they said, my website's doing nothing. My website design is awful. Um, I'm using this. It's doing no bookings, X, Y, Z. So I just, again, it was just the same way I started Boostly. I just said, I looked for other solutions. The people I was searching and found didn't know what they were talking about, weren't specialized in the hospitality, were charging two or $3,000 and pounds, and the work was awful. And so I thought, fuck it, I'll do it. And so I basically told those people, we'll do your website. We created it. It worked well. And we just grew and grew and grew from there. And the reason why it works is that we've got a WordPress website and we've created a WordPress template that the structure and the style works time and time and time again for any type of hospitality business. doesn't matter whether you're a hotel, a guest house, a glamp site, uh, you know, an igloo in, in the Antarctic, a service accommodation. If you've got one unit, 10 units, 100 units, rent to rent, whatever you do, it works every single time and again because it's built on one foundation, which is simplicity. Website designers are a, are a funny race of people. They are very uh, ego-driven and they are in, a, in, the, in the process of trying to build the Mona Lisa of websites. When, if you think about it, when you load up a website and if you're wanting to book a place, are you wanting an all singing, all dancing website that's got flashing graphics that literally looks like you're watching a, a noir movie? Or do you just want to find out where the place is, where the property is, how much it costs, and how the fuck can I book it? And that is literally how it is and how it works. And that is what we've done. And We've had to adapt. We've had to change with the times because Google now is going away from these things, which is laptops and MacBooks, and they're going more towards mobile phones. So the, the most important thing that you do, and even if you don't come to us and have a chat to us about a website, because we charge less than $1,000 for a website. So it's really low cost. It's I, I actually put a money back guarantee on it. I say, listen, if I do not get you 
your return of investment in direct bookings, I will give you your money back because I know that this works time and time and time again because it's worked for five, nearly 500 websites now. So if you're not going to come with us and you want to do it yourself, just make sure number one, when you are building your website, do one thing, build it with this in mind. Literally mm-hmm. build it with, with that in mind. Because if you don't, the problem is, is that by June or July of 2021, your website is out of date because Google is currently changing the algorithm. Google is currently changing the search. Again, a big, big change is coming in Q1 or Q2 of this year where the search results that come up, it will tell you in a green bar underneath the search if it is built for mobile phones, if it is mobile ready, is it if it is mobile first, that is literally what is going to be coming very, very, very soon. And they are going to um, judge your website, judge your ranking on how fast your, your website loads, how much it is built for one of these things, as well as like yeah. another couple of other core things as well. So the, the website is so important. Uh, if you are going to do it, go get a WordPress one. And just make sure you get a PMS. Now, both of those you can get boxed off in, in two weeks, literally two weeks, and you can future-proof your business. The, uh, there was a report out the other day that I want to say 68 to 78% of YouTube videos were watched on their phone last year. Yeah, I know. I do. I, I don't watch I don't watch. It's YouTube the truth. Phones. And so we just had a client sign it. Uh, close on a big property in Montana that I'm about to go up there and handle. There's like six houses. And I know that we're going to build out a website for his, you know, cause he's wants to do this a couple of times. So we'll have each one for, for whatever, but uh, so much information, this whole podcast, I want to respect your time, but I want to finish up with this last little bit that I had the pleasure of being a part of um, clubhouse is an issue because I just saw yesterday and today that Facebook is about to build the competition for clubhouse. They're already in the, so, and then Mark Cuban announced that he's building out a clubhouse that can record. So we'll see where their space is for sure. But you, um, I don't know much about the backstory. I just know that I helped in a, you know, moderate some 24 hour Airbnb room. You, you had the idea to do a 24 hour Airbnb room. And then it just so happened that basically every great host, uh, in the country decided to jump on, which I thought was pretty awesome to have people from London, from Spain, from our, you know, everywhere, America. Yes. So, but that's not what I've talked about the most with everybody. Cause we've talked about it probably to everybody that I've spoken to. What we thought was interesting was you had people on the call taking notes and then giving the notes out to the people, but that's another way for you to collect data. And then not to mention those notes are invaluable. You have the experience of, probably, you know, probably a million plus units of, of moderators. So what came up, that was, I thought it was the most ingenious idea. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, um, I'm infinitely curious is, is like the best way to sum me up. I'm always looking at how things work and I, I, I love social media. I love all the channels and I, and I'm, I'm just in, in really fascinated in, in how it all works. And then then I, I'm always thinking, how can I translate this into the world of hospitality? So to do it, I have to go and do it first. And Clubhouse, I've been on it since the 17th of December. I'm actually yet to find a British person who's been on there before me. So I've been on for quite a while. And, you know, I, I've, I've come out my Clubhouse addiction. I was literally on it all the it was, time. Hey, hey, just I'm recovering. Uh, for about two weeks there, I had to I had to remove myself from it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's easy to get sucked into because audio, 
unlike any other form of content, this is why podcasts are so popular and proven to be more and more popular. Audio is the only form of content where you don't have to stop what you're doing to consume. You know, you can, with, with a podcast, you can be driving a car, you can be walking the dog, putting the baby to sleep. With video, with YouTube, with, with a Facebook post, you have to physically stop what you are doing to, to check it out. So audio has always fascinated me, which is, you know, why, why I love podcasts. I love doing podcasts, love being on podcasts. And Clubhouse has taken that and it's it's basically um, with the way that they've marketed it, invite only, no recording, um, and only available to Apple. It's it's made it like the most popular nightclub that you will ever know, you know. And and it's and it's fascinated me. And I didn't do the twenty four hour room until being on that platform for a month, and I was just simply watching what others were doing well. And, you know, I just, uh, I'm very fortunate. I've been doing this for four years and I spent two years of that four years, five years now, two years at five years, just being in my own little bubble, my own little community, just digging away and building up like um, followers and, and people who, who clients and just, you know, the, the, the goodwill. And then for the last three years, I've sort of broken out and on purpose, um, trying to find other people in this industry, in this world that are doing what I'm doing to sort of collaborate with. And so when it came to the idea, um, I was very fortunate to the extent that I've already got a big network, my little black books, I like to speak, that I could just message people like Julie George uh, in Australia, the, 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 the million dollar host and, and people like uh, Michael Surgeon and, um, you know, Eric and, and Jasper and, and Sean from, from Airbnb Automated and just so many other people like Will Slickers from the Slick Talk podcast and just so many people that I could just say, hey, get on Clubhouse. And then, hey, I'm going to do this room. And then it was, hey, this is what we're going to do. And we started up a little um, group chat. And I said, right, this is going to be the date. And everything else from there was a collaborative um, effort. I can't take full credit for everything, but um, there was Tracy in Japan, who's part of a, a branding a business that she does for, for, for hosts. And she created the timesheet. So we had a very organized timesheet for the full 24 hours. Everybody, this is when you're going to be on, da, 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 da got a couple of people from England that are on Clubhouse that can hold a room, hold a conversation, you know, have podcasts themselves and um, got them involved. And then the note-taking idea happened at hour two of 24. It was literally that. It was just reactive. And, and a lot of my ideas, a lot of my, my, my things are very sort of, I think of it on the spot. It's not planned out. And I just thought, you know what? I just, I'll ask if anybody can take notes. And somebody started taking notes. And then I, I went to sleep because Team Australia and Team America took over. I woke up the next morning and that Google Doc had notes in. It was phenomenal. I gave editor access to a few people. And then it was like, right, we've got a thing here. And so um, I messaged a few people that were tuning in. I could see them in the audience. And I asked them if they could take notes throughout the day. And I, I added some in when I was balancing around kids and stuff. And then we had 24 hours worth of notes. And they are insane. And, you know, I didn't actually put it behind a lead gen. I didn't ask for anybody's email. I just turned it into a pretty link. And people would message me on Instagram. And I send them that link. But on that document is everybody's Instagram handle is everybody's clubhouse name that took part all of the information and at the bottom um is is my is my website is my website it's where you can go get more information from me and doing that 24 hour room has opened up so many um avenues opportunities podcasts which you know why we're here now that it took me 3 years to do in just a space of 2 weeks and that is the power of 
Clubhouse, and this is the power of 2021, and I firmly believe this, is that this is the year of collaboration. I have never been one for competition. I've never looked at somebody else in this industry and thought, you're a competitor, I'm out to destroy you, compete with you, et cetera. I've always gone for the fact of, let's work together, because our main competitor is the OTAs. You know, that is my, that's my, that's my target. It's not you who's doing website design. It's not you who's doing this. You know, everybody's got their own niche, their own way, and they've got their own tribe, their own followers. And so I, I think now with Clubhouse, this whole collaborative thing has kicked up a gear. I've had more conversations, more, more people wanting to do more cool things like, like that, um, just because of doing that one room. And we are going to do another room 24th of February. For 24 hours, so I'll be in Costa Rica. I'll, yeah. I'll do it from the beach. Yes, oh, that's amazing. I love that. Well, it's 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 um it's cool because you can literally do it anywhere. And unlike video, live video, where you know you've got to have like the the camera, you've got to have the the, the Wi-Fi, you've got to have the microphone, you've got to have the lighting. With Clubhouse, you can literally just do it anywhere. Do it, you know, uh, you know, do it from literally anywhere at any point in any time. And, and that, and that is why it's part powerful. And, and what I'm looking forward to doing now is working with hosts and working with other business owners to figure out how they can use it in their hospitality. And I've seen some really cool examples. Um, a couple of people of team Boostly have started up a Monday night chat, 8 PM in, in Spain, and they call it hospitality hour for, for Spanish people. And it, that's really powerful, really tall because it's, 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 at the end of the day, every business is founded on one thing and it's relationships. It's not so much what you know, it's who you know. And it was a question I asked in a clubhouse room literally yesterday. And Julie George, Ryan Luke, Tracy, they were all talking about their big wins and the foundation for their big wins and their businesses was all on relationships. Like how, how Ryan one day woke up after being on a night out in England and he, he was, it was in like a couple of bars, a couple of clubs. He woke up and he, he just started his accommodation business. He got in his phone book and he texted everybody and said, oh, it's great seeing you last night. What was the name of that person you know who needs a place to stay in Newcastle? That was literally it. And obviously everybody's waking up with a hangover and they're going, did I say that to him? Did I really say that to him? But they goes, oh, actually, I, I know 99% of them, 99% of them said, Ryan, what are you talking about? But one guy replied back saying, Oh, actually, this person is coming into town. I know he needs a place to stay. Here's his number. Relationships. Got a phone number, got a booking off the back of it. There's no social media. There's no algorithms. There's no emailing. That is just knowing somebody and basing on a relationship. Julie George, same, same scenario, but uh, built a relationship with estate agents who passed her tons of bookings. Tracy has got a big, big deal with a, a big search engine because one guest stayed with her in one of her properties who worked for Big Said set, uh, Search Engine, liked it, and has added her information into their extranet. <laughs> Try getting into that extranet. It is ridiculous. They've added her details into the extranet. So if anybody's ever coming into the area, they, they access the extranet and her details are on there. That's like, that's insane. And that's all built on relationships. And, you know, it's, and, and this is why I firmly believe that this year, Clubhouse will power it and whatever app comes next. You know, it may be that Facebook do whatever. Like Gary V was saying that Facebook should buy Clubhouse yep. and then you drop it straight into Oculus. Yep. Because then you've got the 3D aspect. And it's, there's so many potential ways you can do it, but it's all been based on one thing, which is collaborations, relationships, and and um, and yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. 100%. And I want to share something with you and then we'll talk about where people can find you. I had an epiphany about a month ago when I was walking in the morning, like I do every morning. 
and you have the same qualities that I do. And so I just want to share it with you because I think you'll get value from it. And after listening to Gary Vee a lot, like this phone is the new TV, right? And so I know a lot of people, like I know a lot of people in multifamily, commercial, every real estate aspect. And I'm having these conversations on Zoom. We had a panel call. There was, you know, $800 million worth of real estate on the call. And here I am leading the call, same way you lead a room. And I thought to myself, there's two of my favorite quotes. My favorite quote is either you position yourself or you will be positioned. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that what me and you are is TV host. Yeah. We're the new TV host. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. I have two podcasts. We are positioning ourselves as thought leaders and then we bring our friends in to collab and then yeah. we have information. It's, it's what it's about. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of things I like about Gary Vee. There's a lot of things I disagree with Gary Vee on, but there's one, 100%. Thing, there's one thing that he is, he is very accurate in, in, in his predictions. And he has been talking about this exactly that for a, a while. And we have all now got the ability to be in front of a wide audience, but it doesn't have to be wide. It just has to be focused. And all mm-hmm. you have to do is find a group of people that, that you can chat to and that you can either educate or entertain or both. And you can have an amazing opportunity to build a business out of it. Like when we, me and my wife in 2017, we stepped away from the farm because the farm was put up for sale. And we were thinking, well, what are we going to do next? Our goal of coming back into the family business was to build it up to a point where we could sell it and my parents could retire. They did that. And in 2017, we're thinking, well, what's next? And that's when that light bulb moment went off when I was at that um, uh, meeting in, in, in the local area. And I just went with it. And because of social media, because of the internet, I can now travel. I live in Spain. We travel all over the world. And as long as I've got a Wi-Fi and a laptop, you know, um, anything is possible. You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. Well, that's my goal. We There's a slight chance that we're thinking about spending uh, June in Sardinia, Italy. And uh, if we do, I'm, I'm going to hook you up because I've been seeing those photos from where you're living and I, I love it right now. Yeah. But if people want to find out more about your company and what you do and your Instagram, all that stuff, how would they do that? Uh, the best place, if anybody wants to reach out, is Instagram. I, I, I love it. I love getting messages on Instagram. So it's at Boostly UK. So B-O-O-S-T-L-Y-U-K. If you want to go straight and look at the website stuff, um, which would be awesome, just go to Boostly website.com so b-o-o-s-t-l-y website.com go have a look at it um i'll just send me a message on instagram that's the best place and if you want to find out anything about what we talked about 24-hour room or the notes just send me a message on instagram and I'll, i'll get it to you and guys he is this happy and he is this energetic all the time this is this is for real if you're getting a if you're getting a text from mark he's talking about smashing boom he's all about it i love it dude i've had we could go on for hours. Uh, such an amazing conversation. And uh, really appreciate the, uh, Anytime. the Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.